welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insights into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at PIRB.co.za for more. It's a lack of warm and hearty welcome to you, our listener out there. This is going to be another technical discussion. And as usual, for these technical discussions and conversations, I have with me Mr. Richard Bailey. Richard, awesome of you to join me. Thanks for your time and effort. Yeah, uh, as as always, Willem, uh, it's only a pleasure to be here. Well, it's, it's always a pleasure to be here. And um, yeah, hopefully we can get some another little subject or two under the belt today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know that it carries a lot of value to our audience, to the listeners out there. I mean, it's uh, these technical conversations, they tend to draw a lot of attention. If I have a look at the, um, uh, you know, the feedback that we get of the, for the podcast or about the podcast. Before we head into our conversation and before I fire away with all of the other questions, uh, let's hop into an ad break just quickly. Are you a tradesperson or a trading company that is looking for a platform to market your services? Let Articulated speed up the process for you. You can use our podcast to sell your services. Email us for a quote at organizer at articulated.co.za. You can also visit our website at www.articulated.co.za. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. Welcome back to our listeners. As a layperson, I can tell you that when I have a look at a geezer, it looks like all geezers have feet, if I can call it, for a lack of better terms, they have feet. Now, my first question to you would be, uh, okay, so... Does that mean that all of them, I mean, the, the the topic we're discussing today is wall mounting for geezers. And if, and if I see that all of them have feet, the first thing that comes into my mind as a layperson is that all of them can be fitted against the wall. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, that is something that uh, would, I mean, that that would be an, the assumption, wouldn't it? I mean, you look at a geezer, you say, oh, well, it's got feet. It's The feet have got bolt holes, uh, holes for bolts, and uh, therefore it must be able to be wall-mounted. Uh, in fact, Willem, it's not true. No, there are only certain types of geezers that may be wall-mounted, um, and uh, there are, it's, the reasons for the restrictions might surprise you. Oh, well, let's talk about those reasons. Let's, I, I mean... Again, as a layperson, I'm thinking to myself, okay, what does it have to do? The, the, can some geezers only be, what, vertical, positioned vertically, or can and, and, and can others only be positioned horizontally? Is it, is it the, where the inlet is? And then uh, in one of the other podcasts, the technical discussions that we had, we spoke about, uh, you know, that the what, what, warm water rises sort of toward the top and then... You know, that like the solars, they, they let colder water in in the bottom so that it can get heated up mm. or whatever the case may be. So I find it interesting. I want to know why. What what determines which geezers can be mounted on a wall or not? Yeah, you mentioned horizontal versus vertical. That it, that does not come into it. So that's a different discussion. Um, the a geezer, a lot of geezers are designed to be universal. In other words, they are able to be mounted vertically or horizontally. You just swap ports, but we're not having that discussion today. 
But the the determination as to whether a geezer can be wall mounted or not it lies with um, uh, so. So first of all, one must be able to identify on the geezer itself whether or not that geezer has been designed and manufactured to be able to be wall-mounted. And what I mean by that is the identification sticker or plate on that geezer must state clearly that it is wall-mountable. So that means that you've got to be able to look at the plate and there will be a little... uh, a little line there says wall hung, and it will either have an, a cross in it to say, yes, this is a wall hung type geezer, or it will be left blank, or whatever the manufacturer does. But usually these plates are all pretty similar because they are di- the, 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 the format of these plates and the information on these plates is dictated once again by the manufacturing standard for geezers, which is SANS 151. So you'll find that that all the plates are very, very similar, and they have to show whether or not this is wall-mountable. So, for example, this is just one of the criteria. So um, let's talk. Let's think of a 150-litre geezer or a 100-litre geezer that, for some other weird reason, has not been designed to be able to be wall-hung. On that plate, you'll have, it, will, it will have a negative uh, connotation. It will say, this is not wall-hangable or wall-mountable. And then Therefore, you cannot hang it on the wall. So that's the first hurdle to go through, hurdle or criteria, right? So it's, it's, it indicates whether it's been tested uh, and, and approved for wall mounting. Secondly, <clears throat> over and above whatever the manufacturers do with their product, the standards tell us as plumbers, they say, plumbers, you may not hang any geezer larger than 200 liters on a wall or vertical surface for that matter. So that's the second, well, that's a line in the sand that cannot be crossed. So, so for, for anything uh, 200, no, above 200 liters, I may hang a geezer any size up to and including a 200 liter geezer on a vertical surface. And I can make that decision on site as a plumber. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. Introducing the Plumbing Industry Registration Board Company Registration Portal. Now you can register your company to have access to more benefits, including purchasing and allocating certificates of compliance to your PRB-registered employees. Visit www.pirb.co.za to find out more information. So it, it, there's all sorts of questions that pop into my mind because, I mean, all right, so it, there's an indication about whether it is mountable on a wall, yes or no. It has a little tick mark or a cross in it, and that tick mark or cross indicates that it has been tested and approved for wall mounting. What exactly does that mean? I mean, does it mean that the the brackets on the feet and the stuff has been designed in a specific way to to, to carry that thing's weight against that vertical uh, platform, against that wall? What, I mean, what is it? Is it yeah. Yeah, no, you, you're on, that's, that's pretty much it um, in a nutshell. The, the fact is that the manufacturer, for put it this way, so for a product to pass, to be tested to, and um, be approved by the the the... the the requirements of a production standard, of a, of a manufacturing standard, such as SANS 151, which is for geezers, you would have to have put the um, thing through uh, various tests. I don't know the details of the tests, but what they would have typically done is is um, 
filled the geezer, bolted it to a wall, filled the geezer, and then added like another one and a half times of its weight again on top of that geezer mm. for a set amount of time. And, and just to check whether the feet are actually strong enough and if there is deformation, how much deformation and is it within the tolerances, etc. So effectively, the product has been tested to and approved to show that it is in fact strong enough to, to bear the weight of what it is supposed to carry plus a safety factor. So yes, from a, from a strength point of view, that is absolutely what needs to happen. If you have not been tested and approved for that, you cannot say that this is wall mountable. Mm. But the question about whether, about the 200 liters, why is there a restriction? Uh, uh, why is there a cutoff at 200 liters? Mm. Is it because the feet are not strong enough and feet are not, feet cannot be made to be strong enough above that weight? No, that's not the answer. Anything's possible. People have landed on the moon. Elon Musk is <laughs> traveling to Mars pretty soon, you know, and on a shoestring budget. So I'm pretty sure that brackets are, are available that can hold two tons. <laughs> so sure. it's, not the, it's not a restriction on the, on the physical strength of the brackets. Hmm. What it in fact is, Willem, is our, when I say our, I'm including, we talk about myself as a plumber. Mm-hmm our inability to determine the strength of the vertical surface and whether or not Uh, that wall is capable of carrying anything more than 200 liters or 280 odd kilograms worth roughly wherever we are. So it has got nothing to do with the actual strength of the geyser or the design of the geyser, but the, but the determination of the structural ability of the wall to carry that weight. Mm. So in fact, the restriction of the size of wall-mountable geysers is not about geysers, it's about structure. Mm. And it's about our ability and qualifications to be able to determine whether a vertical mm. surface is strong enough to carry this thing. I mean, a, a so, plumber is a plumber. A plumber is not a construction engineer for exactly. that matter or, or an architecture, whatever the case may be, a, you know, a civil engineer for that matter. They, can, they cannot necessarily determine that. Exactly. And, and so... That you can take that one step further, and and because you would often come across the argument, well, you know, okay, so this um, two hundred and fifty liter geyser I have here, um, I didn't rely on its feet to mount it to the wall. I relied on specially manufactured, hugely robust and strong brackets which would carry three tons. And why can't I rest it on those brackets? It's mm. not ever going to go anywhere. Mm. Well, it's not about the brackets again. It's about you being in a position to be able to determine whether that wall can carry that weight. And you can't. And I, you, I know you can't, because the, nor can I, because the standards tell me I can't. They draw a line and they say, beyond that weight, you can't make a decision. So that's that. And, and, and so that's what it's about, regardless of what kind of uh, strong brackets you manufacture mm. to put under that's not the point the point is that you don't know whether that wall can carry the weight richard okay so can i as a layperson then assume that um it's been sort of globally internationally whatever determined that you know a, a, a concrete or a brick wall in general could sort of safely carry up to 200 liters a, a 200 liter because surely, I mean, they're saying they're saying that the limit, the cutoff, is two hundred liters. Anything above that cannot be, uh, you know, hung on a wall and mounted on a mm. wall. But I mean, 
then then it means that to me, you know, if I have to go back a step f- back, then it says okay, but then it means that it's sort of generally accepted, sort of that walls then can handle anything below, you know, including two hundred and low up to lower. including. Yeah. No, no, that is not a safe assumption at all. Uh, I would not make that assumption. What the standards are allowing us to do is make a determination. Mm. So we are being allowed to determine within our own set of qualifications as plumbers whether or not a particular vertical surface is strong enough to carry a particular geyser Mm. up to and including 200 liters. Mm. So we, we must still use our discretion and still use our thinking caps when we go to a for example, a single wall which has got no su- support anywhere else, and it's yeah, that that I'm not going to put a geyser on that. Wall. Yeah. We all know that. So no, you're not going to hang uh, a, a, a 200 liter geyser on a on a drywall. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you're going to struggle, but you're going to well, you won't struggle for long because you'll probably land up underneath that geyser. So so no, yeah, there, 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 there's we still need to make these decisions. But um, we are allowed to make these decisions up to and including 200 litre geysers, but no further. Richard, let's talk about fixations. What different types of fixations are there? When we talk about fixations, Willem, I'm not an expert, but there are. And, and, and this is a field that is so broad. It, it is mind-bending sometimes when you, if you go to a company like UPAT or, or Fisher or Grawl Plug, and you look at that product range, uh, the the options are mind-bending. Mm. So all I can say about that is that there are many options. Let's talk about the specifics of the geezer. It has four feet mm-hmm. usually, and it's got four bolt holes, and all four bolt holes must be used. That's mm-hmm. number one. We see. Dozens of geysers that are hung with just the top two bolt holes used yeah. because the the assumption is, oh, well, that's all that's here. Yeah. We see geysers that are hung where, you know, a, a, a top one and a diagonally opposed bottom one is used. And the thing's half twist. So use all four bolt holes. And the type of fixation you've got to actually think about quite carefully. There are many different types of fixations which act mechanically differently in different conditions and different substances. If you have a crumbly substrate, watch out. We all know about that. Mm-hmm. If you have a hollow substrate, it calls for a different kind of a thing. If you have a very, very hard substrate like concrete, it calls for a different thing. So whether you've chosen um, chemical anchors, whether you've chosen expansion type anchors like raw plugs, whether you've chosen nylon plugs, which is, yeah, Mm. um, that's up to you. But choose the anchor uh, in conjunction with what it's expected to do in terms of performance Mm. and what kind of substrate you're using. Mm. Um, Also, when you look at a geezer's foot, you'll, a lot of them, not all of them, but some of them have got sort of this uh, almost a teardrop-shaped cut out where, whereby you've got a larger sort of hole at the bottom and a, and a, and a smaller hole at the top. And that uh, ostensibly allows you to slip a washer through the larger hole and then allow the whole bracket to slip down. And for that washer to be, to, to be big enough to cover and hold the smaller hole in place. Now, often we see shortcuts and the bolts or the washers used in these, in these fixations are all but 
pulling out and pulling through and have damaged the feet and and that's a no no so so use make sure that whatever you use is big enough to cover the foot hold it in place properly otherwise you're going to have pull outs we see it all the time last thing i want to say Willem, i i i think i heard you i don't I, can i just make this one last point yeah for sure is that any damage to the foot of the giza must be you must note it and you must replace that foot. Um, a lot of times we see rust starting to develop where the paint is chipped off and that just propagates and it becomes problematic. Uh, buckling, bra- uh, denting, severe denting, warping, anything. If it's damaged, take that foot off and replace it and, and put another foot on. They are available separately and, and, Wait. and, and, um, as separate purchases. Just, just very quickly, Richard, can it actually be replaced on a geezer? Is it, absolutely. Is it, oh, I thought yeah, it was absolutely. I thought as a, again as a layperson, as a consumer, I would have thought that it's fixed. It's fixed. It's part of the whole structure of the geezer. It's fixed to it. You can't like mm-hmm. well almost weld it onto it for a lack of better terms. So no, it's bolted on. There's there's the each each foot is like a it's bolted on, and you just undo the bolts and swap it out. Simple simple as. Yeah. Some of these things just, you know, are common sense. Uh, obviously, as as a consumer, as a layperson, we don't we don't even think of these things. We don't even think about different types of fixations. We just think, mm. you know, drill holes, put the thing up. Um, we don't even know that there are geezers that cannot be wall mounted. I I told you yeah. at the very beginning on the when we started this conversation, I said to you, I, I would assume that because there are bolt holes, that it means that it can go against the wall. And so many geezers are, you know, they're either against the wall or in a roof. So, again, but it's so interesting. That's why I love having these technical conversations with you, Richard. And, and, and I do really, I, I, I believe and I hope that it has the same value for our audience, whether they already know this. If they're plumbers and they already know this. But just that reminder, because I want to ask one last question before we say goodbye for this, for this specific episode. What are the risks if... A, 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 a geezer isn't, you know, if, if, if any of this is done incorrectly, if it's not according to the requirements of standards, if you hang something that's heavier than what it's supposed to be, if the structure cannot hold it, if, uh, if it is not allowed to be, to be hung against the wall, you know, like it hasn't been tested for it, if you use the incorrect fixations, things like that, what the obvious thing that comes to my mind is that it'll fall off and it can fall on top of somebody. That so it's a physical risk and a and, you know a health risk for the consumer and for the installer as well. But it's also a financial risk. I mean, because now the thing falls off and it breaks and it's not functional anymore and it has to be replaced. Now who is responsible for that? Who can be held accountable for that? You know, and that's again why you know I have when I when we have these conversations. I realize the value and the purpose of working according to a standard and the requirements of that standard, the applicable standards. Well, absolutely. Uh, you've answered your own question. Uh, that's that's what the risk is. It will fall off. Uh, it could pull out. It will fall off. It will uh, damage property, hurt somebody. It will pull pipe work with it. Yes. Um, it will damage pipe work so that flooding uh, uh, occurs. Um, and yeah, if nobody's home, um, that water will just run until somebody gets home. And so Again, it's not just the damage that, of the geezer, 
you will loss. you will find yourself with se- severe flood damage, yeah. um, depending on where it is. Mm. No, you, that's it. You, you, you spot on, Willem. It will it will literally fall down. Uh, we see it. We see it. It's not something that oh, you know, all these um, rules and regulations are just for nothing, and it's just uh, you know, it's never going to happen. No, no, it happens. We, mm. we see it. I must have a dozen pictures in my in my little folder called bad plumbing where <laughs> where geezers have literally fallen off of walls uh, okay and so don't think it doesn't happen it mm. absolutely does again it's all about making that call about uh, you know being a professional plumber being an in, having integrity and knowing that all right this is not going to work um, i could do it i could take a shortcut with this installation but i'd rather not because of the fact that i'm proud of what i do and that's why i I, I comply with the requirements of the standards. That's as, as simple as that. Bottom line, same as everything else. Absolutely. Richard, uh, any last words to, to our audience out there? No, I think we're good. I think we covered it. You know, we don't want to harp and carry on and draw it out <laughs> longer than necessary. I think we've covered the pertinent points of this yeah. particular subject. Um, yeah, so that's that, huh? That was lacquer. Richard, thanks to Stack again for sharing this information with us, for joining us uh, for this episode because it is your time and it is your effort to put these things together. And uh, we'll definitely chat again next time. And uh, to the audience, to our listeners out there, to you listening to this podcast, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. We'll definitely chat to you again soon. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.